0: Am I on? Yes, I am, I think. Great. Wasn't it wonderful to hear what Jesus does to our lives, how he changes our lives? It's just great, isn't it? He's the only one who can turn us to a different person inside and out. He's the only one who can change us. So, as Joba, encourage you, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you've never been on Alpha, if you think you know what Christianity is all about, but you're not sure, I want to encourage you please consider going on Alpha. If you have friends that you think they would benefit from going on Alpha, please ask them. Even if it's the 10th time, go and ask them and encourage them and invite them. And even go along with them. So, it's great to be here this morning. My name is Surush, I'm one of the elders here at Jubilee. Um, if you're a guest, as Paul has already said, you're welcome. It's great to have you here with us. We love having guests. We love having you here, and we'd love to meet with you afterwards. So please do come and speak to us. Uh, we'd love to get to know you more. Uh, today, it's going to be a bit different. Uh, as you know, if you've been with us uh, for the past few months, you know that we're uh, studying the Gospel of Mark. But today, uh, and for the next three weeks, we're taking a break. Uh, we won't be studying the Gospel of Mark um, we will be preaching on our vision and where God has called us to go. Um, So today I'll be preaching on a different passage, it's well known, um, really it's well known to you all but it will be projected on the screen. Uh, But just before that um, I was going to ask you, how are you in your faith, how are things going? Personally? Good, for somebody it's going good, wow, isn't it great? What about the rest of us? (laughs) You don't have to answer now, but personally, because it's a personal relationship. You see, it's between you and Jesus, the closest person to you. So, how is it going? Um, You might be aware that uh, we've just moved house, praise the Lord, and uh, we've been unpacking, which is not the greatest thing in the world. Um, so for the past few days, since we was, uh, moved, we haven't been able to have people around. I mean, properly, or we haven't been able to go and visit friends properly. Uh, so I thought, <clears throat> is this something different? We haven't had people around. We haven't gone to visit our friends. There's something different. Oh yeah, we're moving house. So, but then I thought, what is it like for people when they don't have friends around? Um, or when they don't have people around in their houses or when they don't invite themselves to their friend's house for a long time, for a week or maybe two weeks for, for, for some it might have been even longer What does it feel like? So I thought there might be people here who have not been invited uh, to their friend's house or they, have, they haven't had people around I want to encourage you uh, today, consider it Invite one of your friends Somebody that you really like to get to know but you haven't had the chance to. Don't be particularly British about it because you think, um, well, it's got to be done in advance. Um, they have two children and the couple is four, we only have four tables, so uh, sorry, four chairs. So what do we do about ourselves? Don't worry. Don't worry about these sort of things. Even today, I know uh, many of you have planned your meals already. Uh, But don't worry. Ask God to bless it. Invite people around and eat together. The whole point is that you're together in unity, in your hearts eating together, sharing bread, breaking bread together, sharing your food together. So do it today. Don't say, well, I'm going to start from next week. Because then you want to plan things. Sometimes God plans things a lot better than we do. In fact, always He plans things better than anyone else, better than Matthew. Because sometimes I change his plans. (laughs) Sometimes I get on his nerves, I know, with my Iranian sense of humor. He's planned everything and then I come up and say, well, I'm not so sure if I can do this at this time. And Of course, uh, I don't mean it, but it's just great (laughs) to do that. But yeah, God is great and uh, He plans things for us, so do it today. Don't postpone it. if you have a Bible, please turn to the book of Joshua, chapter six. If you don't, please come and speak to me afterwards, and I can tell you where to get them from. Um, really, I know it's the best place to get them from, <laughs> and I can tell you which translation to buy as well. Wait, right, so it's—I know—it's really countercultural, isn't it? So it's. Going to be Joshua uh, chapter 5, from verse 13 uh, to uh, verse 20 of chapter 6. I'm going to read through it. When Joshua was by Jericho, he lifted up his eye and looked, and behold, a man was standing before him with his drawn sword in his hand. And Joshua went to him and said to him, Are you for us or for our adversaries? And he said, No. Now Jericho was shut up inside and outside, because of the people of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said to Joshua, See, I have given Jericho into your hand, with its king and mighty men of valor. You shall march around the city, all the men of war going all the men of war going around the city once. Thus shall you do for six days. Seven priests shall bear seven trumpets of Ram's horn before the ark. On the seventh day, You shall march around the city seven times, and the priests shall blow the trumpets. And when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, when you hear the sound of the trumpet, then all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the people shall go up, everyone straight before him. Then we move on to chapter 6 from verse 10. But Joshua commanded the people, you shall not shout or make your voice heard, neither shall any word go out of your mouth until the day I tell you to shout, then you shall shout. On the seventh day they rose early, at the dawn of day, and marched around the city in the same manner seven times. It was only on that day that they marched around the city seven times. And at the seventh day, when the priests had blown the trumpets, Joshua said to the people, shout for the Lord has given you the city. So the people shouted and the trumpets were blown. As soon as the people heard the sound of the trumpets. The people shouted a great shout and the wall fell down flat. It's a well-known passage, isn't it? It's one of Abbas's favorites. I had to ask him special permission if I could read it. No, I'm only joking, but he always uses it. Whatever contribution he's going to bring, whether it's a community group or Farsi worship, it says, Joshua did this and this and this and then, oh, by the way, God told me this. So it's great. No, he really does that. I know it's funny, but he really does that. Right? <laughs> let's give a, a, a bit of a background about this passage. And then I'm going to tell you why I chose it. Here, the people of Israel are there with Joshua. This is the second generation, by the way. It's not the first generation. Because they came up with Moses. Then uh, God said they will never see the promised land uh, because they didn't have faith in God. And it's the second generation who will be able to go into the promised land. Now the second generation are with Joshua, uh, who, is, who was with Moses, and they've gone through towns and cities, through Jordan, and now they're there facing Jericho, with these great walls around the city. Now the walls of Jericho weren't a normal wall, they weren't like the walls here. When you build houses you can hear your neighbor, uh, you can hear the music, you can even hear some conversations that aren't particularly going well. So if the couple don't get on, well, so the walls were real walls, great walls that protected the city. Now they're there facing this wall. After all this victory, they see the wall and they go, uh-oh, Joshua is there, the leader of this group, the leader of Israel. And then he has an encounter with the commander of the army of the Lord. And the commander of the army of the Lord tells him what to do. And Joshua does it because that's who he is. He has faith in God. He's the man of God. He has faith that whatever comes from God, he will do it even if it doesn't sound right, even if it doesn't sound good to his own wisdom, even if it doesn't seem right to the world around him. And of course, the hardest thing for Joshua was, was actually communicating that to the people of Israel. Because he had faith, and he knew he was from God, going around the city. I mean, give us nails and everything else, some tools, we can break them all down. But going around it, no, it doesn't sound right. Joshua believed it. He took it to the people. I bet there were people who were going, um. Mm, yeah. Maybe after all this time, he's really tired. It's time for him to retire. Maybe after all this time, he's gone a bit you know, crazy. So it's time for him to just yeah, stand back a little bit. Put somebody else in charge who can really tell us what to do. Who can tell us to climb the walls. Who can tell us to go and really try with power. We've got big men who can go and destroy the wall. That was the hardest part for Joshua, to go and communicate it to people. Because amongst them, there were those that were really faithful. Yay, this is from God. And we're going to follow Joshua because he's following God. He's being led by God. And there were some who said, mm-hmm, he's a good guy, but I'm not so sure. And there were others who were saying, no, oh, no, no, no. This is totally out of order. We're not going to do it. So this is the background to it. Although they've already seen lots and lots of miracles... When it gets to this point, some of them try to withdraw. So Joshua goes and tells the people, can you see these great big walls around the city? And they say, yeah, of course, that's, that's the whole point, that's why we've stopped here. These great walls are going to fall down. How? Well, Get the worship leader in, get the band in. What do you mean? Get the band in, the worship team and get them in and tell them to go around the city. The people know Joshua has definitely gone crazy. So he comes and tells people, look, we're going to go around the city worshipping God. We're going to go around the city with this priest going forward, going before us, and you're going to march, and you're not going to speak a word. Why? Because there are negative people amongst them, even amongst the people of God. Joshua said, do not speak a word. Why? Because criticism is not only heard in this country. Criticism is a global thing. There are people who would criticize things. So Joshua said, do not speak a word. Just follow these people. Go around. On the seventh day, we're going to do it seven times. And when I tell you, you're going to shout. Shout out loud. Like you mean it, really. And the walls will fall flat. So, that's what the people did. Can you shout out loud? Go on then. Great, that was good. That was really good. If you think you're loud, then I think you should go to our Eritrean friends when they're worshipping in Tigrinia in their group, and then you'll find out what loud is. <laughs> and you'll find out what it means to worship God and say, Praise the Lord. You will find out what it really is, if you think this is loud. Come on, guys. Say praise the Lord in Tigrinya. Shout out loud. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. So this is a shout of praise. It's not just a normal shout. is a shout of praise knowing that in faith I'm going to shout. And although I haven't got anything in my hands, the walls are going to fall flat. The walls that people can can go and w- even drive on some archaeologists say that you could drive on these walls these walls are going to come down when i shout why because god has told me because he said that when you shout the walls will fall down and that's what they did and you know there are also, there are always clever people who come and say mm, i think at that point there were some reactions going on underneath the earth that caused this to fall no It was only by God's hands that the wall fell down flat. It was only by his mighty hand that the walls fell down flat. No one else other than our God, our Lord and King, could have done it. He only is able to do this. Now, some of you might feel, look, I've gone through all this, and now this is Jericho in front of me. This is the wall. Some of you who have been at Jubilee, you think, well, yeah, we've seen many of these falling flat. Some of you who were here at the start of at the foundations uh, of Jubilee, when it was all being founded and got together, you see, you, you can say, yes, I remember. I remember walls coming down flat. You know why? Because God did it. Because God is at work. He started this, and he will be taking it forward. He started it, and he will be leading us. Why? Because he pleases to do so. Why? Because it's his church. Because he loves it. Why? Because we worship Him and all the glory goes to Him. It's not because of a single person here that is going forward. It's because of God's grace through the people here. So if you're feeling that you're facing Jericho and the great walls, I can tell you something. Put down your tools. If you think you're waiting for the perfect moment, if you, if you think that, yeah, you're getting there, you've got muscles, then you're way behind because you're relying on your own strength put it down, go before God and ask him, when do you want me to shout? Because your timing is the best timing, so tell me and I will go forward in faith, united with my brothers and sisters and we will shout together and the walls will come down flat. You know, the people that were with Joshua, what did they give? What did they have to give? What did they give up for God? everything. These were people who grew up in the desert, not the best place in the world to, to grow up. These are people who could have had lives in cities. These are the people of trade, who knew trades. They could have lived in cities, living a normal life. Like my family always tells me, can you not live a normal life? <laughs> Can you just stop going to church? Can you not just talk about Jesus on the phone? Can you you just just be normal? Look around you, lots of people. (laughs) Look around people around you, people of your age. They're just living a normal life. They're married, they have children, they go to work and come back, they visit their parents. They're normal. You see, normal to, to my parents is this normal. But normal to me is following God with all you have. Normal for the people of Israel at the time, people who really were after God's heart. normal for people who were with Joshua and were following him was that. They prefer to live in the desert and that's normal to them because God has called them to live in the desert like that. That is normal. Where else would I want to be? God's presence is here going before me. Do you want me to go and live in a city somewhere else? Do you want me to give up following God for something else? What is greater than following God? What is greater than having the presence of God going before you? Really, what would you trade it with? Would you want to get something else than following God? There is nothing worth it, nothing at all. Many of us have had it before. Many of us have tried it before. Before we come to Christ, we had probably everything we wanted. And then God came and said, look, some of it might be good. None of it is worth Come and follow me. And then we realized, yeah, he's the only one. He's the only one worthy. So the people who were following Joshua, because they had faith in the God of Israel, they had given everything. They probably had no finances because they weren't working. But they gave what they had. And that was the shout from deep inside. Because even the Bible itself says, It was a great shout. So they gave everything they had. What about you? Have you given God everything you have? Have you brought it before Him? Not that He needs it. He's the one who's given it to you anyway. He's the one who's blessed you with what you have already. Every good gift comes from Him. Paul said, (laughs) Think about, pray about the uh, gift days that we have. And double it. And that's great. I want to challenge you. Ask God, shall I give everything? Or you want me to keep some of it behind? Shall I give all I have? This is before you. Not that you need it, but I want to give you because I believe in you and I trust in you, and in my heart I know this is what you've given me, so I'm bringing it before you. Do you want me to give it all? Tell me what to keep for myself. I would do it that way, rather than tell me what to give. Start with that. Bring everything that you have before him. Not necessarily finances, whatever you have, just bring it to him and say, Lord, take what is yours. And then with the rest, I'm going to glorify you because I'm going to use it for your glory. With the rest. I'm going to put it in good use for you. Because you have made me steward of what you've given me. So do you feel in Jericho at the moment? Or do you think that you're still not there? Or do you think that the walls have fallen flat already and you're walking? But let me tell you, Jericho is not the promised land. When Julian was here, he prophesied about the promised land mentality. What was promised land like? Even greater than victory over Jericho. Do you know why? Because it was the promise that God had given them. So, the people come and have victory over Jericho, and then they go into the promised land. The promised land mentality is, there is no lack. Because this is the promise from God. This is what God has given us. There is nothing missing And we have to have that mentality, the mentality of the promised lands. What would you do if there was no limits on your finances? What would you do if there was no limits on the limits that you have already? What would you do for God? What would you do? Think about it. If you have the mentality of the promised land, what would you do? Where would you go? As a church, the things that we're doing are great. Stand back, look from outside, and look at the things that we're doing. The nations. Turkey, Tanzania, Canada. The relationships that we have with all these nations. Look at Alpha going on. The trainings that we have, leadership trainings, FP. Look at the community groups. Look at everything else. Look back. Just stand back a bit and look at all the things that God is doing at Jubilee. Who else could have done this? Who else can do these sort of things? Who else can do so much with what we have? Only God. And all the praise and glory goes to Him. It's only our God and King who can do this. It's only our God who can send people to the nations from here. It's only God who can build the church. It's only God who will get us into community groups. It's only God who will put people into training for His glory so that they can come out worshipping God, praising Him, making disciples. It's only Him who can do it. It's only God alone. God is at work at Jubilee, and this is why I love it. This is why I love Jubilee because He's at work, His presence is here, He has made it a family, and because He's at work, and because He's here, who can be against us? Because He is the center. What else do we need? Just like the people of Israel, God was going before them. God is here. What else do we need? think about it this is the promised land mentality so don't think about the limits of life around you don't think about the limits of whatever you have don't think about the boxes that you've created for God and put him into that boxes and say look you're going to work within that box no god doesn't work that way he tells us what to do so from today i want to encourage you to think about what god has called you to do to think about the limits that you have around you and for god to come and break the limits for you and then Ask Him to give you the mentality of the Promised Land, like there is no lack. There is no lack. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for the gift day? Are you even praying about it? I want to encourage you to stop praying about it. Paul said, think about it, double it. I want to say, double that, double. (laughs) Because how can you outgive God? What you have is given to you by God. You're giving it back to Him in faith. If it's not in faith, if it's not from your heart, it doesn't mean anything. Because God loves a cheerful giver. But if you kneel down before the king of kings and say, God, I am here, use me and tell me what to give and how much to give. And then he will speak to you. You will bring it before him. He will bless it like he blessed the food and fed 5,000 people, you know, like I encourage you at the beginning to get together, even for today, if you've already planned your meal for four people, invite another four, pray for it, pray over it, God will bless it. It's not about the food that we get together, it's about the unity of heart. And we're going to have this gift day in unity of, in our hearts, knowing that God is going to double, trouble and multiply it by a thousand times, and then use it for his own glory. He's going to use it for the things that he's called us to do. For the vision that he's given us. To go and break the walls down. Break the walls of poverty in Tearside. Break the walls of addiction here in Tearside. To go into the nations and preach the word of God. To go into the nations and encourage them and be encouraged. To go to the nations and take the word of God. To do what he's called us here to do. So if you're up for it, And if you haven't already started praying, I want to encourage you to start praying now. This is not out of excitement. We just don't want an excitement that is not of God. Because as you live, it will go away. But if it's the joy that God has given us, if it's with joy, it will be with us forever until He comes back or the day that we see Him face to face. And you know, when we see Him face to face, that is the greatest thing we get. Being with Him in glory forever and ever. So what we have here today is given by Him. Take it before Him. Are you up for it? Yeah, a few people. Are you up for it? Are you ready to shout from your heart for the Lord God Almighty? Are you ready, without anything in your hands, to run towards the wall and say, Praise be to God who has saved me and see the walls breaking down. Are you ready for it? You might feel, well, there's a point in my life, you see, it's just not this time. I usually don't feel this way, but it's just the timing, you see. I just need maybe another few weeks or so just to get back to normal. No, God knows where we are. God knows where we are better than we do. We might be able to fake it for anyone else, but He knows our hearts. He is the only one who is able to see into our hearts and know our thoughts. So we can't fool Him. Even if you don't feel this is the season, this is the season. Just go before God. He is able to change lives. As you just heard about Jabba, He is able to change people. He gives, us, he gives all of us new hearts. doesn't matter which season of life we're in. So if you think that you're not in a good season, actually you're in the right place. Because if you think, yeah, perfect, I've got everything I need, now this is the time. Well, I think you need to wait a bit, maybe. Because God uses the unlikely. Joshua was great, you know, because he wasn't like Moses. He wasn't saying, uh, mm, I can't do this, no, I, mm, I'm, not, I'm not a good speaker. He wasn't like Moses saying, um, so what do I do? What should I say? Who sent me? And then God is speaking to him and then he says, um, no, but what about this? And what about that? God says, I will go with you and I will be with you, I will go before you. What else do you need? And I think Joshua is great because he never does that to God. He never says, uh, God... There is a wall, but you're telling us to send the worship team out. This is the wall. You've got to send us big tools you know, that says made in Britain or made in Germany. Great ones, so that we can just go and break the wall down. But you're telling us to, to send the worship team out. He didn't do these sort of things because he knew really well that God is able to do anything. And God used Moses to show that he chooses the most unlikely. <coughs> Had it been somebody else, you would have just said, okay, God, where do you want me to go? Go to Egypt. Okay, good to go. I will go. But Moses didn't do it. Even with Jesus, with his disciples. Sometimes I think discipleship is hard, but then I think about Jesus and I say, oh, poor Jesus. He had disciples that were, <laughs> they were walking with God himself on the earth. And so the things that sometimes they said, or the things that they did, they all ran away after he died, but of course they came back together, and with the empowerment of the Spirit of God, they're the ones who, who brought, the, brought forward the message. God uses the unlikely, and if you think you're the unlikely, it's great. And if you think you're in the unlikely season, it's great, because you're in the best place. So, are we ready? I want to leave some time at the end for worship and prayer. If you think that you need to come before God, if you're unsure about these sort of these things that we, we just heard, I want to encourage you to come forward and be prayed for. If you know where you are with God and you know it's the right place, come forward because we still want to pray for you to carry on. If you think I'm not so sure about this, come forward. It's not us who do this, it's not us who will make the changes. We don't have the power, but it's Him. With this authority, we pray. With the authority that Jesus has given us, we will pray for one another. And it's Him who will bring the change about. So are you ready to say praise God from the bottom of your heart? Maybe not. (laughs) What are you willing to give? Not even finances. What would you give if God asks you? He gave his own son, and the son gave his life for you and I. There's nothing greater than that. Nothing that anyone can give. What are you willing to give God? Are you willing to bring it before him and say you can have everything, or you just want a portion to yourself because for a rainy day, I need that. Again the planning bit, you see, that we're not very familiar with in the Middle East. (laughs) Maybe it's because of the faith in God, but I doubt it very much. Have faith in God and know that wherever you go, if you are led by His Spirit, He will go before you. He will meet all your needs. He is the only one you need. And He is the only one who is able to take you through. through, And He is the only one who is able to take you to destination, which is actually meeting Him face to face. So He is the only one you need. Jesus Christ is the only one that you need. The only person in your life that you need. And this is for the young people. Put him in priority. Give him the best place ever, because he is the only one that deserves that place. Encourage one another if you see your friends not giving the best place to Jesus, because they think, well, there are better things, Tell them that, that he is the only one who deserves that place. Give him the best place in your life. Give him the priority over everything. Think about Jubilee and about the faith that you have for Jubilee. In a few years' time, what impact would Jubilee have? I was going to say in Teesside, but in the world. Because my faith is that we will not only change Teesside through the power of God, but it's the nations, as they are being changed already. As Paul and Jean, Jan- Jonathan and Angela are going to Tanzania. They're not going there to, to see the attractions in Tanzania, and I'm sure there are lots and lots there. They're not going there as tourists. They're going as the ambassadors of God. They're taking the word of God for the people of God and for the nation of Tanzania. They're going there to proclaim the word of God there. They're going to proclaim the mighty name of Jesus Christ for people to be encouraged and for those who don't know him to be saved and come and be in the kingdom. We went to Turkey last year. The greatest privilege for me was to spend time with Paul and Jean, which was great. And then through that, we were encouraged, and we encouraged people. People came and got to know Jesus. A young man who came and saw Paul for the first time ever, he was just like, wow, they know each other for a long, long time. The next day, he comes and tells Paul that he had a dream. You've heard it before, probably. And then he has a dream of Jesus at the same time on a motorbike. And then he comes to Christ later on, because Jesus spoke to him in a dream. We went there and this lady invited us into her house. And then as we were going out, she said, Oh, bye, Daddy. Bye, Mommy. To Paul and Jean. This is the grace of God on them. They're taking this with them wherever they go. Raj is going to Canada soon with Andy Colcloff. Um He wasn't so sure about it la- <laughs> last week when he preached on it. Um, I know for Andy it's going to be uh, the greatest thing to spend time with Raj. Maybe not so much the, others, uh, <laughs> the other, <laughs> otherwise, but... <laughs> but God is building his church and Jubilee is not just going to win side for God Jubilee is going to take the word of God to the nations and not only these three nations that I just mentioned nations around the world we had Jabba, he said as he came in he didn't know that he could worship God in his own mother language and he's from an ethnic group in Iran that they they're not given the best place in the society just because, they're, because of their ethnicity. He comes here and sees that in the church of Jesus Christ, doesn't matter where you're from, doesn't matter what language you speak, doesn't matter which skin color you have, what matters is that you are created in the image of God. This is what matters. And this is what Jesus does. Through his church, it was at the church of Jesus Christ that Job saw this. It wasn't in the society around It's not the same, just out there on the road. We are the ambassadors of Christ. So let's give all we have, let's give whatever we can to the work of God so that the word of God can be taken forward to Teesside and the nations around. You see, I really long for the day because I know it's coming. For the day to see people being healed on the streets of Teesside People coming to get to know Jesus on side, and then being sent to the nations because God hasn't brought me here for no reason. He's brought me here thousands of miles away from my home, made this my home, and he hasn't brought me here just to, to, just to be here. And of course, it's great to be here. He's brought me here with promises and he's brought me here so that I can have the privilege of seeing people coming to know Christ. And it's not happening just like that because God's timing is different, but it will happen when the people of God are actively waiting in faith, when the people of God are taking the responsibilities that God has given them, taking the word of God to the streets, praying for the sick to be healed, taking the word of God and proclaiming it in the streets of Teesside. You see, we're actively waiting. We're not just waiting there. The job was talking about his background. We come from the same background, religiously. And when I was back home and uh, before I come to Christ, uh, we had friends or, uh, at the time of religious festivals, particularly in the time of fasting, a month of fasting. They would tell us, uh, oh, when you fast, uh, I'm going to give you a tip. And I thought, well, this is going to be a wisdom and, or a, probably a verse or something from God. Or, and he said, look, when you fast, when you wake up early in the morning, eat and eat as much as you can. And of course, I know that bit anyway. But then, go to sleep. And then when you wake up, because you're hungry, you can't really bear the day. And you might break the laws and go and eat. So go go back to sleep again. And wake up when the sun is going down. And then you can eat again. So you're fasting. You're pleasing God. But at the same time, you're not disturbing your normal body reactions. So just fall asleep all the way throughout and wake up when it's time to eat again. And of course it's a great idea and I like to do it now even when I'm not fasting, which is great, but, but it just doesn't work. But that's not faith. You are actively waiting for God. That's not faith. Faith is when you know that God is there, even if you can't see him, faith is... Yes, I'm going to do this because God has called me to do so. Although it doesn't make sense to my own mind, it doesn't make sense at all to my human brain, and it doesn't make sense to my family, who are telling me I'm a fool and I'm crazy, I've gone crazy, that I need to see a psychiatrist. No, it's because God has told me to do so. And because God has told me, I will do it, and I know that God will deliver things. He has delivered me, so he is able to do everything. And I know he is the only one who can do it and therefore all the glory goes to him and him alone we're a church that we worship Jesus Christ we're a church of worshipers we're a church who wants to take this worship not only here but outside we want to see people worshiping the lord the risen lord so are we ready let's say praise the lord shout out praise the lord amen praise the lord Amen. As I said, I'm going to leave some time. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to encourage one another in, in faith. There might be some prophetic words to be brought. But know this, that God who has delivered us, God who saved us from our darkness, He is the one and the only one who is able to break the walls down. If you feel there are walls... Know that there's victory. But in God's timing. God is taking Jubilee forward. And he is the only one who's taking it forward. And he gets all the glory for it. And unless God builds the house, all of us are working in vain. So because God is in the house, we will follow him. Are you up for following him? Are you ready to follow him and give him all you have? Are you ready? Pray about the gift day however large or small. God's not after the amount. God's after your heart. It's the faithfulness. Pray about it. Pray about it and pray about it. Let's stand up together. If I could ask the band to come up, please. If you want to be prayed for, please come forward now and we'd love to pray for you. If you feel there are walls that are stopping you from going forward, if you think that the walls have been there for a long, long time, come forward. If you'd like to be prayed for, even for the gift day, come forward so that you can be prayed for. If you think this is the unlikely season, come and be prayed for. I want to encourage you to come forward now if you'd like to be prayed for. Bless you all. God is in the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't ask, don't ask the ministry team to come out. Yeah. Sure. If I could also ask the ministry team to come and pray for the guys who are in the front.